Welcome to the Movie Babies. I'm Devin. I'm Sean. And this is the Trailer Review Podcast. We've got a special guest in the house. We don't always put our guests in the intros, but when we do, it goes a little something like this. Hey, Paul. What's up? Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for coming to the show. Thank you for having me. I actually uh, asked you guys if I could be on the show, but uh, thanks for consenting. Hey, that's all it takes. Yeah. Like, you don't have to read our minds to figure out how to get on this show. Right. All you gotta do Nor do I really want to. Nor do you have to, like, do some type of absurd revenge plot. We're pretty... This is called foreshadowing, folks, because you don't get what we're doing right now because yeah. we just talked about all this yeah. shit that we're referencing. But they can read the title, and <laughs> when you read the title of this episode, you're going to know that it's a themed episode. Oh we got God. a Valentine's Day episode. Well, we do? Yeah, that's why our... Opening was so wholesome. Oh, okay. Because we got... I didn't realize that. What Men Want, the romantic comedy with a twist. Yeah. And we have the very heart-filled Cold Pursuit, where it's about Liam Neeson finding his love and not giving up. And he's just going across the ends of the earth to get to her. Can I ask you guys a question? Uh Uh-huh. Which one would you rather see for Valentine's Day with a significant other? That's a tough one, because as you will soon find out, these trailers are rough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to stick around to find out. So yeah, it's just how it's date night, right? And you guys Mm -hmm. are figuring out what you guys want what you want to do. And those are your only two options. I'll say this. I once saw one of the newest diehards. I did too. On a Valentine (laughs) movie. Yeah, yeah. I did too. It was like the worst Valentine's. Of my life. It was Die Hard 5. <laughs> Very bad Valentine's. Die Hard 4 was pretty fun, and the Die Hard yeah. 5 really was not. He's a psycho. Mm. <laughs> he needs to die hard. In it was. That, one. that was a weird. Yeah, I did see that on Valentine's Day. I'm glad we both shared that. Well, Paul. Separately. <laughs> yes. Let's yes, start so. over. Okay. No, no, no. That's the name of your podcast. What? I have wow. a podcast. Oh, oh my God. Wow. This opening's great. Yeah. I'm so good at this. <laughs> Yeah, uh, is this where you ask me like, oh, do you have anything you want to plug? And I'm like, yeah, well, we don't actually. like we don't like to use that word though, the yeah. p word. Oh, we really? like we like to mask it. Yeah, I just broke it's it. Just like yeah, because it really organically comes up maybe. So I should just like these out? Casper mattresses that I've been sleeping on lately. <laughs> They're very organic. <laughs> organic latex. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, Devin. I don't. Sorry, what did you were saying something and then Play I. Play your it. shit, Paul! <laughs> God damn it! Hey, everyone. Um, if you like this show, maybe you'll like this show that's probably not as good. Um, we're nine episodes in. Me and my boon companion, Christopher Patton, in a show called Let's Start Over. And um, we couldn't decide on what we wanted to do. So we decided to do a little bit of everything. We have rotating themes that we pitch to each other. Up right now is called Sinamorous where we watch movies, talk about them, we pitch dates to each other based on those movies, and we pitch sex moves based on those movies. It's a Valentine's episode. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then we uh, we field some, some dating advice from our, our, our hungry listeners. And, and then after you finish a collection of episodes, yeah. you scrap it, yeah. you start over, start over, and you make a brand new podcast based off a new topic. That's right. And we just pitch each other. Um, we switch off pitching ideas for what the next theme will be. Exciting. So stay and tuned for that. I also will give you guys credit because the one thing I've held on to with Movie Babies is that, okay, maybe we're not the best, <laughs> period. Mm-hmm. But, yourself short, guys. But... <laughs> I will say our theme song 
is fantastic. Yeah, like, come at I, us with a theme song. When I hear the movie baby That's theme game. song, I'm uh, like, all right, here we go. Yeah. I'm always disappointed afterwards. Mm-hmm. But when, I, when I'm hearing that theme song, I'm yeah. really pumped up. Yeah. We'll and say this. then <laughs> Let's Start Over came out. And then Let's Start Over came and the out. the crown had to be so yeah. solemnly pulled off of our heads and passed oh, yeah. back to Chris. Well, I had nothing to do with that other than Chris texting me and be like, hey, are you cool with this? So I'm like, yep. Yeah. And actually, really, you'll probably just, I don't know, it's probably easiest just to find it on iTunes or Google Play or even Stitcher. That's okay. probably the easiest place to find it. Then given a weird website name. What is his website name? Have you seen this? Fuck if I know. So Chris has a website, yeah. podcast hub. Yeah. Oh, theswinegulch.com. Yeah, it's where his all his different podcasts and video works and that he wants to share are kind of compiled. Chris, a creative genius, marketing genius. Yeah. Not so much because how do you spell that? Right. That's why I don't tell people where it is, where it lives on the internet. I just tell them to look it up on iTunes. Yeah, you might want to revisit a podcast called Crenny and (laughs) make some heads or tails about that. So if you can figure out how to spell... Schwein, Schweingold. Schweingold. There's, yeah. there's no need because either you'll have it on your app or even if you you can because you can do like, it'll autofill. Yeah, because <laughs> okay. you can do uh, like Google Play and shit on not an app, right? Yeah, we'll link and it on the episode for sure. Oh. Um, Sweet of you guys. But Paul, yeah, you brought us two trailers this episode. Let's review the fuck out of them for Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. What is it with all these nicknames? Speedo, Viking, Eskimo. It's a gangster thing. Did you have a nickname? Wingman. Wingman. Intro battle. Cold pursuit. So, Paul, this is where we riff on the title in some way. Yeah. Parts joke heavy, if you will. Sure. Like this one, watch. Cold pursuit, more like... Old Pursuit. Ah. Uh, How old is that guy? Don't Fear the Reaper? More like Don't Fear the Sleeper. Oh. Uh, the trailer's boring. Yeah. Paul, you do one. Don't Fear the Creeper, because he's an old man on a revenge fetish road trip. <laughs> <laughs> revenge fetish road trip is a great subgenre of action movie. Yeah. yeah. Hey, remember how his name's uh, Mr. Coxman? Oh my God. Every time this trailer pops up at Regal, Kyle and I fucking lose it. Because he's just like, it's not really necessary to throw that in. It's very funny. Yes. Yeah. And they do it a couple times in the trailer. And every time it's like, this is some third grade humor shit. Like, I feel like they know they're doing it. Oh, they know oh, what they're doing. Yeah. I like that he's citizen of the year and they mention it twice in the trailer. They're really hammering in the citizen of the year part. From my understanding, all he does is plow snow. I mean, motherfucker can plow some snow. Yeah. Paul, do you want to give us kind of an overview of what you think this movie is about based on the trailer you just watched? I would love to, Sean. I just think it's about Liam Neeson cleaning up the streets. Yeah. Which is pretty much the last 15 movies he's made, right? Pretty much. I was trying to think of a non-revenge Liam Neeson movie since Love Actually, and I cannot think of one. Well, the one that he was on the train came out. Last year, was that, that was just real life. It was, just, <laughs> was that there was a conspiracy against him that he was like kind of it was like the game but on a train kind of so yeah. like it was called um the game on the train yeah. in Spain. 
okay. Yeah, no, I guess I did not, I did well, not see that. But, I mean, he's still running around doing action shit, so it doesn't, it's still, to your point, no, it doesn't count. Here's some trivia, though. Yeah, Apparently, hit me. Apparently, he said, this is his last action film. Do we believe him? I, <laughs> no, we don't believe him. Because he's coming out this summer with Men in Black International. That's an action movie. Seems that way. Is the twist that he is just a regular guy? I mean, he so. straight up says that in his award induction speech. I'm just a regular, just a regular guy. guy. Here's my issue with this, like, ingenious idea of, like, all right, the movie is this regular guy who somehow decides he's going to go on this tear of revenge against these gangsters. Right. If the joke is to play against type, don't cast the guy who's known as the revenge action hero dude. Like, get anyone else. Yeah. Right. You gotta get like a Steve Carell or something. Sure. This movie with a Steve Carell yeah. would be a better pitch of this concept. He's Michael Scott from The Office. He's just doing his job and all of a sudden he finds himself like all his coworkers. Jim is dead. Yeah. Pam is murdered. Yeah. And now he's... I feel like he would team up with Dwight, though, and they would just go on, like, a fucking murder mission. Oh, man, we need to fast-track this to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. It's a better movie. I mean, it's the same thing with, like, I don't know, The Equalizer or whatever. It's yeah. like, okay, I get that it's an old guy. Like, you're kind of putting this angle on it. It's like, it's an old guy, but it's like, well, he's a military-trained dude. Like, he knows how to kill people. This isn't... Yeah, but we know how he knows in the trailer. He, he read it in a crime novel. And they say that twice, which I also think is interesting. We see him, he's like a master at snipery. Mm-hmm. He, he has like multiple guns he's shooting. Yeah. He's, he's jumping, he's, he's diving, he's jiving. Yeah. And yeah, and we're to believe this all came from him reading some sort of novel about crime. I just want to, yeah. the guy goes, so you think you can just kill a guy? What makes you think you can just kill a guy? I read it in a crime novel is not the answer to that question, like, syntactically, like, you read that you're killing people in a crime novel? Like, right. what crime novel are you reading? Now we're talking. Like, this is a very meta movie. Yeah. yeah. He read the script to Cold Pursuit. He's like, well, that's how I know. So that's I how I know. all three Taken movies, and I really <laughs> felt compelled. Um, yeah, I, so, it looks like a piece of shit, mm-hmm. yet, I would still totally watch it. Okay, yeah, Paul, we gotta... Drop I, some. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna out you here for a little bit. Oh, okay. When I asked you what kind of trailers you want to watch, yeah. you gave me kind of two specifics. One was romantic comedies, yeah, which we will get to, yeah, sure. And two Good is palate cleanser to the cold pursuit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the second one was Liam Neeson. Yeah. There you go. Movies. Yeah. So you're you're kind of digging what this guy's serving. I, yeah, like a Waffle House. It's not good. And you don't expect it to be good, but you expect it to be what you want. And it is. Yeah. It's junk food. It's mm-hmm. junk food. Um, yeah, and I was trying to think if Taken was maybe the first movie of that, of Liam Neeson's career relaunch that I remember watching. And I feel like maybe it is. It's funny because I feel like he's much better of an actor than any of these movies offer him. <laughs> That's what's weird about him is he's a huge star. Yeah. Yeah. But then he makes what looked to be direct to DVD 
movies. I feel like it was like one of those, like, I want to play Bond, and his agent's like, sorry, dude, you, we can't get you Bond. He's like, well, fuck it. I'll make my own Western Family Bond movies. <laughs> yeah. It'll cost a fraction of it. Yeah. I'm old as fuck. It doesn't right. matter. Tom Cruise is doing it. Yeah. 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 I'm cock. Mr. Cock. <laughs> Cock's man. I'm a man's I cock. I drive the cock. I'm wow. the man of the cocks. I'd like to... Uh, offer this movie baby solution to this idea that much like a James Bond franchise around himself that he is playing the same character in all of these revenge movies. Absolutely. Maybe just witness protection kind of changing his name from life to life. Here's my issue with this, Sean. Mm -hmm. It's a hard pill to swallow that he's getting his daughter taken Three times. Well, that's he's got her taken three times. He's like, okay, I'm obviously a bad father. I need to go plow snow in Siberia or whatever. Yeah, get my mind straight. Yeah, which, which would make other. sense because he was living in the the great white north of Alaska, shooting wolves mm-hmm. to protect. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, now we got it. Oil pipeline people. So now he's yeah. like going back. It's basically like I think it's very much that same character. Yeah, and it's then, just the gray too. Yeah, and, then, and yeah, and he saw a lot of shit. I think he was probably a little traumatized. Obviously, he won that last wolf fight with yeah. the cocktail bottles taped to his fists. Um, I did not see this movie. So oh, is yeah. he not he, like, the Wolverines out? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe he just becomes part of the wolf pack. Maybe, yeah. Maybe the second one, we just see him like as like the leader. I'd like to suggest that he's like probably like all of our fathers, like living multiple lives, sure. like siring many families, sure, having to protect yes. them all. Yeah. And this is just like his the portrayal of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm bored with that. Well he needs to populate because all of his children get taken or die yeah. from murder. <laughs> right. <laughs> from murder. Well, I'm gonna drop some trivia for you. Please do. This is a remake film. What? Of a no 2014 way. Norwegian black comedy action film directed by the same director. Okay. Really? So this director's back and he's like, I'm going to Americanize it. Oh. So it's like a Norwegian director, but he's making an American version? That's so, right. Yeah. Of that's his own movie. quite interesting. It's happened before. Um, now I want to watch the trailer for the original. In Order of Disappearance. That's what the original's called? A.K.A. Taken. Yeah. I wonder if they cast it with a less likely lead and it plays better because it's like more of a hapless dude who's on a killing rampage. It's probably better. I mean, as much as I like me some Neeson, I'm sure it's a better (laughs) film. I have a question for you. Oh, sorry. Do you have more trivia, Devin? End of trivia. (laughs) (laughs) One piece of trivia per trailer. Um, Is this a movie either of you will see? That's a no for me. <laughs> okay. Paul. We haven't gotten that far yet. Oh, okay. Is we that too? We got to reserve our, our final judgments. For oh, okay. Shit. I really That's okay. So yeah. what is it that you like about this man and the films he makes? I mean, because is it kind of like a, I, I guess we touched on it. It's the junk food aspect. Like, I know this is going to hurt in the morning, but I got to fill my mouth with ding-dongs. Mm, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, can you say that on there? Uh, if you just place yourself in a time that's 1999, oh yeah, right, and you're you're a nine year old Paul Thalen, mm-hmm. right, and you're freaked out about Y2K, and, and you're freaked out, you're a little rattled about Y2K, but man, you are fucking pumped about some Star Wars, all right. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's coming yet, right? This is this was a 
What a wonderful time that was, this right? Is Phantom yeah. Menace era? Phantom Menace, okay. right? Right, 99, 2000, something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. So, boom. You get fucking Liam Neeson, lightsabers, the best, right? He's Yoda. <laughs> He's Yoda. He played two characters. <laughs> then you fast forward to 2003, okay? Mm-hmm. You're a 13-year-old Paul Thelen, right? Mm-hmm. Just just budding. Right? Jacking off all the time. <laughs> all the time. Under his desk at school. <laughs> and And you see him in love, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and what a delight that was, right? And you yeah. see this delightful juxtaposition between uh, this Jedi Master. Because before that. And a widowed architect. Yeah, Paul, <laughs> nine year old Paul, he had his Jedi stick out and he was slashing and smashing. And then yeah. Love Actually came out and you're like, oh, you know what? No, the two is something different with my Jedi stick. Yeah, I need a, there's a sensitivity inside of me. Yeah. That I didn't realize. So Liam Neeson has kind of been your avatar for manhood. I I I adored him, and then and then when Taken came out, when I was in high school, I was like really big in. I got like crazy into like all Stallone films, mm-hmm. and then and then so like just speaking of like aging action stars, right? But obviously like Stallone like started as like an action star. He started as a porn star. <laughs> Party at Kitty and Studs. Classic. So that was when, like, you know, the new Rocky came out, and then, like, the new Rambo, which was, like, 2008. Mm-hmm. Then, like, Taken came out, and so it was this, like, pumped about old action stars. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think it, yeah. It was so just... Spendables was, like, your wet dream come true. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I was less excited about Expendables than Rambo 4, but I was still into it. Anyway, I don't think I answered your question at all. But No, I mean, we went through the history yeah. of Paul here. I yeah, kind of, where are we now then? With now Liam Neeson? No, with Paul. Let's, with Paul? Let's pause here for a second. Yeah. Let's get the batteries sorted. God damn and it. And then we'll pick it up from there. Paul, you got to gotta quit kicking this table. <laughs> oh, do I keep kicking the table? God damn it. It's a cliffhanger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we'll come back from commercial. Great. And we'll get the conclusion of your life. Shocking reveal. Kenner's Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back Collection. Millennium Falcon that you put together, batteries not included. Nice landing, Han Solo. Uh-oh, come on, Chewbacca. Stormtroopers are coming. Action figures each sold separately. Got them on radar. I'll fire the laser cannon. There's even a hidden storage hatch. Raise for takeoff. Jump to light speed. We're gone. On to the Death Star. Millennium Falcon from Kenner's Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back Collection. Action figures each sold separately. New from the Movie Babies collection. Oh man, no one can see our lemonade stand with all these sachets saturating the market. Fear not. What's that falling to the earth at the speed of light? It's IntelliTonic. Digital marketing to help your business disintegrate the competition. With flashing lights and sound. You're too late, IntelliTonic. We didn't have any relevant web traffic. But what is this? Intellitonic blazes onto the scene with its SEO Cruiser 2000 with its souped-up V6 search engine. Batteries are new. Let's see you make lemonade out of this. Oh no, the statues are using their invisibility nunchucks. Our lemonade stand is invisible! Who's that blasting through the firewall? It's the featured client All-Star Squad. A community food co-op just released a new press release. Grasses, grass sachies. Blocking Mountain School's dual action blog post bullet launcher blasts the sachies to extinction. Wow! Look at our keyword rank! A new high score! Intellitonic wins the internet, keeping your local nonprofit business safe. Cool! 
Our new platform looks so professional. And it's easy to use. I had no new page titles and added meta description, resulting in 32% increase in organic traffic. Yay! Thanks, Intellitonic. Intellitonic is located at 103 East Holly Street, Suite 214, Bellingham, Washington. Intellitonic.com. Featured client all-star squad, sold separately. From Movie Baby. Movie babies. And we're back. And Paul, the listeners have been on edge. Yeah. Who How- do you give the rose to, Sean or Devin? Are you wondering, like, what, what do I want out of Liam Neeson at this point? Or just my general feelings about him? Yes, yeah. all of it. Give it to me. Um, I think I would like to see him in a non-action role. And I'm sure there are... I guess I saw him in... The little vignette in Ballad of Buster Scruggs. And he made stew and slept with a prostitute. So he was pretty yeah. busy. That's a different kind of action. Yeah, it was. he was pretty busy. I wonder if um, Liam Neeson and Bruce Willis are friends in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. They hang out all the time. You think? Or it's just like a massive like dick measuring competition? Well, I think there's some of that, but I think it's probably exhibited through... Like other activities, like I bet that they probably invite each other over for breakfast, but each one tries to like out dick the other one. Yeah, you know. It's like, <laughs> Wait, like, are you saying like uh, come over and we'll have like deviled eggs for breakfast, and like I might accidentally leave my bathrobe open? <laughs> no, or like, Sean. I mean, I mean, like, like a constant like literal like one upman shit. Okay. You know, of like, oh, really? You fucking made blintzes? Like, yeah, motherfucker. Like, top that. See you next Sunday. You know? Let me just move my uh, Emmy Awards out of the way here and make a little space for you at the breakfast nook. Yeah, at the the omelet table. It's funny you mentioned Bruce Willis, because right away, this trailer reminds me of worst trailer of the year, Death Wish. Yeah. What was that? So that was Bruce Willis's film where he just kills a bunch of minorities. (laughs) And that's the movie. But <laughs> that's the movie. This trailer reminded me of it because it's ultra violent, but has like a weird sense of humor to it. Right. Right. It's funny that we're murdering these people because I don't know. There's just like an all-American hero, like yeah. taking taking it into his own hands. There's like a scene where he's like punching a dude, mm-hmm. and then it like does like a weird cut. And the guy, like, coughs, and he, like, goes back to, like, choking him, and... Mm. Is that supposed to be a joke? Yeah, because there's, like, all the action stuff is kind of riddled with this, like, well, just a normal snowplow, man, like, going about my ways. I I guess I'll use my snowplow as a tank. Like, Yeah, but Death Race was the same way, where Bruce Willis is like, I'm just a normal guy, but I will go beyond what is called for to, like, get my revenge <laughs> right. and, like, take it... 10 steps to like a sadistic level. Right. Yeah, this this trope, let's maybe go macro with this, if you'll indulge. This trope of like feeding to the male ego, like the old white men who are coming to these movies mm-hmm. opening night being like, wish I could fucking murder my ex-wife. <laughs> I'd yeah. snow plow her. Like that kind of, <laughs> like the rage that it kind of pats on the head yeah. that these movies do. The movie that needs to come out that Liam Neeson needs to star in is the movie where a white man sees a crime and yes. instead of taking the law into his own hands, the whole movie is him trying to psych himself up just to call the police and report it. <laughs> He's got to just like be a normal person yeah. and be like, 
That's okay. Someone it's, needs to know about this. Yeah. Well, and then the conflict's like, oh no, my battery's dying. I gotta find a charger. <laughs> right. Maybe I should just kill this guy myself. No, 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 no. I have to. I, can, I must. I can go to the Apple store. I can get a charger. No, they're closed on Sunday. <laughs> I don't, are you are you both familiar with the uh, the 80s classic Cobra starring yeah. Sylvester Stallone? Yeah. I made Chris watch that. Mm-hmm. He was horrified by the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's one of those things where, like, I loved that movie, like, as, like, a teenager. And then I didn't really think about, like, all the other things that bothered him about it mm-hmm. like you know that same kind of like america white male police brutality police brutality it, like pro-gun taking matters in your own you know like that kind of thing that like i didn't really like think about as a teenager and then like once he said that all those things like, i couldn't not see those yeah and he's just like cobra's just a fucking dick i'm like yeah i guess he kind of is <laughs> it's hard to go back to like movies in the 80s yeah where it is like Oh, they're sexist. They're super violent. They're really super homophobic. Homophobic. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty racist. And it's like, ooh, all my favorites. <laughs> all my favorite things. Racism oh. and sexism and violence. Yeah. <laughs> Where am I going to get that now besides my everyday life? Yeah. Guys, I have a um, kind of a final question if you're ready for it. Oh, yeah. Yes, please. Do you think his character, uh, Mr. A Coxman... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Will he get Citizen of the Year the following year? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, granted, the first one was just for some road maintenance. The second mm-hmm. was for the mass killing of a drug gang. Wow. Yeah. I feel I, that, that would be a nice little ending where he, it's it's him getting his award taken away. And, like, the <laughs> statue and the plaque have to get, like, erased. Like, well, we kind of <laughs> blew it with this guy. Yeah. He's like, your son actually was a drug. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. You can die to heroin. Will you get over this, please? And he learned it from you, Dad. <laughs> There's a scene where he complains that all the gangsters have nicknames. Yeah. Oh, we gotta talk about that. One of them I mean, is called name Speedo. Is One of them is called the Wingman. And Viking. Yeah. Eskimo. Uh, yeah. A very bizarre attempt at a joke, which made me think, like, is there, are they trying to kind of Tarantino? And then there was, like, another shot where, like, all the bad guys walk into the room and they kind of, like, jump in front of the lens to, like, shoot, like, a hotel room or something like yeah. that. And they jump in front of the lens to, like, shoot. And it's, like, this kind of, like, posse shot. And it's, like, that's kind of very Tarantino. I was wondering if, like, they're trying to kind of, that's the humor is, like... Of Reservoir Dogs, kind of. Well, the original director, the film said it was a black comedy. Uh-huh. But I'm I'm feeling some lost in translation happening here because there's no black people in it. <laughs> well, they're probably the where druggies. is Kevin Hart in yeah. any of this? They're probably going to be the drug gang that gets like brutally murdered. So don't worry about that. But the humor does not connect because, for example, the joke of oh, why does they, all the gangsters have funny names like? Eskimo pie and mm-hmm. Viking man. The the button joke for that is, well, what's your nickname? He's like, my nickname's Wingman. And that's the joke. Because he ate the most wings at Buffalo Wild Wings. I hope so. That yeah. would be an improvement to the joke because it would at least be a, an attempt. Yeah. But he just says, my name is Wingman, as if that is some sort of do you think? Yeah. Do you think Liam Neeson's <laughs> name is going to be Snowplow Man? That would have been another opportunity for a joke. It's like, okay, now Liam Neeson mm-hmm. is going to give himself a funny, like, no, I, gangster this name. This is what I, I want, like, Liam Neeson's, like, 
gun to like fucking drug dealer's head. Yeah. And like right before he shoots him, he's just like, who the fuck are you? He's like, Coxman. Boom! Yeah, I guess he already has a stupid nickname. I was thinking like, are they doing this Don't Fear the Reaper song? Yeah, that was needle rough. drop because he's gonna be he's gonna be the reaper or whatever. Yes. But no, it didn't. He's Death Wish. Yeah. Oh, it all ties in. Do you yeah. remember in the Hurricane Heist trailer when they threw in the "Rock You Like a Hurricane" oh, God, like yeah. remix thing, where it's "Here I am, here I am, here, here, here"? Like when they did this with the with the fucking <laughs> "Don't Fear the Reaper" song, it's like. Right out of the Hurricane Hurricane Heist playbook. I can't. What was Hurricane Heist? Oh, exactly what it sounds we're, like. We're explaining it to you when you're older. Okay. <laughs> it's. I can't stress enough how bad. Is it a heist movie during a hurricane? Yep. <laughs> you guessed it. Yeah. You're all growing up, yeah. Paul. <laughs> today, all today you've become a coxman. <laughs> but citizen of the year. I can't <laughs> stress enough how poorly edited and put together this trailer is. Yeah. The music starts with the more cowbells. Yeah. Now like, what are we doing here? Then they're counting, the characters are counting from like different scenes and it's like, why are you making the characters count? This isn't Sesame Street. Then we get to the music and it has the weirdest pauses. Mm-hmm. It will just pause the song and like go to a scene. Darn it, darn it. That is <laughs> when the trailer gets real bad. I mean, because at first, like, it's not. I feel like it's it's of what I would expect for an action movie that time. And then that song and all the montage shit comes yeah. in, and that's when it's like, all right, this is. I'm convinced to follow up on this this Lost in Translation theme. I'm convinced, like, some foreigners watched this, like, watched a bunch of American trailers. It was like, okay, mm. we can do that. And like, didn't oh, is this get, what you guys want? Didn't get how <laughs> we that can make works. shitty things too. <laughs> Some foreigners, you say? <laughs> well, yeah. Now, now I really want to watch the trailer that this movie is remade of and see what that's like. Paul, Sean, mm -hmm. it's that time of year yeah. to rate the trailer. So the stupid system that basically should just be: Are you going to go see this movie or not? Like yeah. you were trying to get us to say, sure. has been subverted by this concept of rating it in a three-tiered system. Great. If you don't want to see this movie at all, you're going to say, "I love robots." I love robots. If you are kind of in the middle of the road, not sure, you're going to say, "In space with zombies." In space. In space with zombies. And if this trailer sold you a ticket to the movie just on watching it, you're going to say, "Like a lot." So you cool if I scream, "Like a lot." I know it doesn't make any sense, but there was okay. a Regal ad that Coca-Cola bankrolled that had these phrases. Basically, we're sellouts, yeah. but we made the mistake of not getting paid first. <laughs> uh, I would say I'm in space with zombies in the sense that I would not go see this in trailer. I would not spend $12 to see this, but I would see it at home. You're a, you're a Netflix man. Yeah, I think if I saw that, you know, scrolling past my, uh, my Hey, Watch This... On Netflix, mm. I think I uh, might give it a... Hey, you enjoyed Cobra. Yeah. <laughs> and... You fucking misogynistic asshole. But you'd like this, too. Do you like guns? <laughs> <laughs> but I think just, like, all the stupid jokes just make it look pretty rough. So I feel like without those, maybe I'd be more into it. Because it's, like, just a super dramatic, crimey Liam Neeson movie. Yeah. I want him as the bad guy. Yeah. What about that twist? He's the snowplow man because he's burying the bodies in the snow. Just like the South Bend Slayer in Home Alone. 
Yeah. Oh, you just home alone it. Well done. <laughs> I'm giving it. I love robots. Yeah. This is one of the worst trailers I have seen <laughs> yeah. this year. The pacing, the execution, in terms of the actual film, I don't even know if it will live up to it's so over the top bad that it will be good. <clears throat> I feel like it's going to be a lot of forced humor that seems out of place and inappropriate. I agree with you. I am also in I Love Robots territory for the exact same reasons. Technical execution, whole tone of this thing. But I think what would bump me up more is cowbell. <laughs> a lot more of the cowbell. Yeah. If it was cast like, as you said, like Steve Carell or like, yeah. I don't know, fucking Polly Shore. Like I, anybody who was like more against type and they are kind of like, well, I read in this crime novel and they're kind of bumbling through it. And maybe they're still like right. knocking off the bad guys and stuff, but like in a kind of a but Bill Murray. getting like, away with it. Like barely. Yes. You know, just really rough and tumble. Happenstance kind of favors them, but they're quite bad at it. Or going the other way, like you were saying, like embrace who Liam is at this point. Yeah, the snowplow guy, he's seen some shit. Mm. He's been from town to town. His daughter was stolen. Like, uh, this guy... Do an unforgiven kind of thing. Yeah, like, this yeah. guy mm. has a past, but now he's just trying to relax. Like, don't poke the bear. Don't piss off the right. snowplow, the man. fucking, like, marine specialist, and then, like, you know, then just yeah. driving a snowplow, and they wake up the beast. Do you think there's a scene where he pees in the snow to write, like, a Ooh, threatening message? I would love that if he's, like... Now I have a machine gun, ho, 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 but in the <laughs> snow and piss. <laughs> Do you think they make any snow angels? Some decapitated ones? Yeah. Bloody snow angels? Do you, was, do you think he makes a snow angel with someone's body? He's like moving their limbs. Mm -hmm. Well, let's bury this trailer in the snow. And piss on it. <laughs> and piss on it. Great. Yeah. That was Cold Pursuit. Cool. I'm making partner, baby. <clears throat> Time to break that glass ceiling. We all know who deserves this. Give it up for our Summit Worldwide Sports Management's newest partner. Whoa! <laughs> uh, Allie, that pass was actually to Eddie. Woo! <laughs> oh, it's an intro battle. What women know, what men want. Yeah. If you could read my mind right now, it would say... This trailer is stupid, and I fart, and I I have cum in my balls, and I'm a man, that's and I do I think men thoughts. Pretty close. Gross men thoughts. That's pretty accurate to what the actual trailer we just watched. Yeah. Portrayed. Don't really take this concept very far, do they? What men want? A gender swapped version. <laughs> Of the 2000 What Women Want. <laughs> Who was asking for this film? Mel Gibson? He's a, yeah. He's not in it. He's yeah. like, I'm ready for it. He's like, ooh, Mel, bad news. So what you're saying is What Men Want is an anti-Semitic uh, yeah. actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of a hard sequel to inherit for anybody, I suppose, given the situation and the climate. 19 <laughs> so, years later. So this is a sequel? Good it's Lord. in the, in the, yeah, I mean, it's... When it's, are, it's the flipped gender so idea. So, yeah. so, so he's reading men or women's thoughts? Yes. Yeah. So you have not, yeah, you are not aware I'm not. that there is an original what women want. No, but it feels, but now that you say that, it makes sense. I want to be careful how I say this because I don't want it to sound 
shitty. I love where this is going. Hold on, hold on. Everybody... I suppose there's no way it can't now. Everybody quiet. Yeah. No, it's just, I feel like this thing where it's like we're taking a movie that wasn't that good to begin with. And Wait, then... what women want? You haven't seen it, Paul. Paul, I love where this is going. Please continue. This is usually... Look, we all know what women want. Was it the sleeper hit of 2001? <laughs> yeah, they wanted that. Uh, no, just the, like, like the taking of like a movie that wasn't that good to begin with and then like flipping the gender roles. And I don't totally understand why. Like rather than just making a movie it just has like some strong female characters rather than, you know, like, I don't know, like turning like the Oceans franchise into like, well, now it's all women, which is like fine, but oh, maybe yeah. make that movie. So you're really, you're really digging into it, Paul. And by that, I mean digging your grave, huh? <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm going to get hate mail. No, I'm just saying that like, I feel like that is happening a lot. Mm-hmm. And you got your Ghostbusters. Yeah, your <laughs> Ghostbusters. You yeah. have. Yeah. Like, remember that sausage fest? Not anymore. Like, yeah. how about this sequel? I don't know. We're in an era now where Hollywood's trying to catch up mm-hmm. yeah. from being naughty men sure. for forever. Mm-hmm. And sure. it's like, we love women. Hey, look, we love black people. We love minorities. Look at look at look at Black Panther. Look at yeah. look at this movie. Look at the Meg. And the problem is, is it comes off pretty pandering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they really Like not very genuine. <laughs> you have the characters constantly being like because of the political climate, mm-hmm. or because of you're constantly being a reminded boys club of like what it is supposed to be, versus if they just presented the film with a strong female character or with sure lots of minorities they in the lead, wrote it from the ground up to be you know, and then we get the problem of just romantic comedies. Yeah, yeah, right. Romance is problematic. <laughs> And then once you dramatize it and put it in the hands of people that don't know how to share human experience, it gets worse. Yeah. Is this movie directed or written by a white person? Yeah, let's get to it. (laughs) So the director is Adam Shankman. How white is he? (laughs) Adam Shankman is so white... You could him mistake him for a soccer coach. Yeah. Uh, what else has he done? Uh, He's done a bunch a, of white people shit. A walk to remember. The, <laughs> we, the wedding planner. Yeah. So the, the pacifier, the, cheaper by the dozen too. The oh, director's a white man. Let's check a look at the writer. Okay, writer's time. Well, we got a bunch of them. At least credited five different writers. <laughs> so well. this, is, this is probably... Fondled through one, many one, hands. One woman, Tina Gordon. So she was like, "Hey, I got this idea. Let's take this old Mel Gibson movie. Let's uh, let's punch it up. Let's kind of tell it from a lady's angle." And then all these dudes were like, "Dogpile, we'll take that, ma'am. Let's rewrite this with <laughs> yeah. some funny jokes about farts." I'm pretty sure it was the other way around, where the other two writers who are male. Let's try to cash in on this Me Too movement. And, well, that's something you guys care a lot about, right? And, and, and they're like, oh shit, well, we gotta have a female writer on staff. Yeah. That's, let's, so there's your foundation is cracked to begin with. Yeah. But yeah. with, okay, but leaving all that aside, because mm-hmm. even if these type of movies where they're pushing more of these issues, at least we're getting representation on these issues in Hollywood, which wasn't really happening before. So when we say at least, just curious. <laughs> yeah, go on. At least can do damage, right? 
at bare minimum yeah. can kind of like put into the cultural like echelon like bad values, bad ways to like treat people. This is like when gay people got to be adopted into like sitcoms and sure. then their gayness was very exploited. Right. And then grandmas and white are all of our like white moms were like Oh, this is how you handle those fruitcakes at, well, at Starbucks, and that, like bad, yeah. it, that didn't work well. Well, I mean, I think it depends who you ask. Because if you look at like Will and Grace, mm. the man who is portrayed as gay in that one is very stereotypical, one type of gay, mm. right? Looking at that now, we would go, "Ooh, that's probably pretty problematic." Like, there's more. There's more of a mixture than that type of, like, gay character. Mm -hmm. But during the time, like, that show opened up eyes for kind of more conservative people about gay people. Right. With a stereotype. With a stereotype, that's where it's the double-sided sword comes into it. Yeah, it's when the networks and the studios aren't brave enough to have, like, real representation. And so they have to go to, like, the cookie-cutter mold of representation. Right. And then it's like, well, that's passable because at least Erica Badu's in it. She's a real black lady. Right. Well, and there's... But also... Strong female lead. It's not like there aren't real gay people, like, in Will and Grace. Sure. It is a very narrow representation. Mm. And I would say, for a start, it's fine. But if every character follows that trend, that's where it's problematic. Right. And, you know, you could argue now with, like, some of these movies where they are pushing, like, hey, I'm a strong female woman. Or, like, hey, I'm the minority guy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, presenting the same things. And that's where it's problematic. Didi, Didi, come in here. We need you. Oh, God. <laughs> Didi. We need a woman's voice. It's okay, we got oh, this handled. Bunch of dudes talking about how women should be represented in Hollywood. We're good. Yeah. Uh, Let yeah. you know if we need a brownie. Yeah, we, we got this. Um, oh, no. So, the actual trailer. Yeah. Sorry, I derailed us. No, it's fine. You have to get to the actual trailer. Yeah. What is it about? Yeah, so she's working in a male-dominated workplace. What is it? It's like sports something? NFL management or something like yeah. that? Yeah. And clearly, like, is doing well, but is still, like being not, you know, respected by her male peers. There's a glass ceiling. Sure. Yeah. Goes to see a psychic that just drugs her, which seems weird to me. That's like, oh, here's some tea with crack. It's like, what? Um, mm -hmm. And then has some head trauma mm -hmm. yeah. that night, hits her mm -hmm. head, and then suddenly can read only uh, men's minds right. the next day. Yeah. I'm curious, have either of you seen What Women Want? No. I'm curious what your guys' reaction to that was. You've seen be. it? I remember watching it when it first came out. So that's like So is he years using ago. this power as like a predatorial thing to so date women? My memory of what women want from 19 years ago mm -hmm. was that Mel Gibson's kind of like a sexist jerk. Yep. And then he gets the ability to read women's thoughts, I think, in like a lightning storm. Mm -hmm. Like he gets yeah. electrocuted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Through that, he starts to fall in love with Helen Hunt, where there's like a famous scene where she keeps looking at his cock. We need a cock counter on this episode. Yeah. Cock. So she keeps checking out his penis the whole time, mm -hmm. and it's like very like, she's giggling and he's like testing yeah. his stuff. Mm -hmm. That's like the only scene I remember from that movie. Mm -hmm. God. But with that said, you know, he learns a lesson. 
He learns to not be sexist. He learns not to be sexist. Okay. I remember like going, eh, it was okay when I watched it 19 years ago. Okay. Well, it has a 54% on Rotten Tomato, yeah. so it's not the worst movie in the world. <laughs> but yeah, I'm curious because the premise is pretty out there. Yeah. And I'm curious what people who saw that original and like, oh, I loved it. Well, and then, like, what would they would I mean, think with this one? The issue with what men want and what women want is it basically relies on stereotypes right. to make them work. Yes. And so, in this one, all the men are dogs. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, like, really gross things. But my pitch would be that, so the character hits her head and she's reading everyone's thoughts, but it's just, like, normal, like, oh, shit, did I leave my pen in back home, <laughs> I thought I. This is like the most mundane. Yeah. Like, oh, is a new Parks and Rec episode <laughs> on tonight, or is that next week? Uh, and it's just like I love Nico the most me. boring shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck, man! The Mariners made that trade. I don't know what they're gonna do. I really hope they had a good off season. <laughs> and by I the end, they had a great off season. <laughs> she just wants to like. You know, she's done with it. She's like, ah, I got to get out of here. Because, because she's bored. I'm so bored. Okay. It, it would be like Tracy Morgan's mm -hmm. character. Tracy Morgan is probably the best representation in this movie, where he's just, like, thinking random things. Right. Like, the poker game, I think, might be potentially the best scene. Mm -hmm. And it's just her reading a bunch of dummies' heads. Right. Where Shaq is talking in the third person. Yeah. Tracy Morgan's, like... I smell toast. Oh, wait, it's in my pocket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, that. that's the kind of stuff I can get behind. Right. But they're kind of playing this with the, like, well, you don't get men, so it seems like the arc they're, they're going to force, the pinhole they're going to force her character through is, yeah. how do I use this power to be likable to men, which is not the arc that this character needs that's, to take. You're right. Because at least in what women want, the arc is, I'm a sexist pig, how can I understand women better so I to can not own more of them? <laughs> so is that not? <laughs> that might be it. I haven't. I have to revisit it. Uh, but I'm hoping the arc is in that movie. He learns to be a better person. Oh well, that would be nice. In this one, yeah, it it'd be very problematic. I agree. If the arc she takes is to like be a part of this boys club and get ahead, I need to become a man. Gross. Right, yeah. yeah. There's this kind of concept of, you know, in culture, like being the woman who has it all and who can kind of like manage the male dominated workforce and still have kids and still be like Sarah Jessica Parker on Sex and the City and like all right. the like, and it's this impossible to tightrope to walk because it's like super unfair, but it's like super not rewarding in any way either like to be this kind of like to take on that much responsibility and not have any not to be able to like receive support or be bad at things yeah. or to ever be like nor just i can wear sweatpants to the fucking 7-eleven like you've got to always be this yeah. fucking like yeah. immaculate creature i wish this could not fetishize that mentality as much and this movie is from the producers of girls trip Okay. But something tells me it's not going to be able to walk that tightrope you describe as well as Girls Trip did, where all those what women. Is that? Girls Trip is the trailer of the year. <laughs> it's just a good representation of like dynamic ways women can be characters. friends to each other, yeah. which isn't this like all super conceited, super like 
uh, nice to your face and then bullshit behind your back kind of like right. thing and that Hollywood kind of pushes. Yeah, yeah, it's more mm-hmm. Bechdel passing. I mean, there's romance elements to it, but like it's also a comedy, so of course that's forgiven. But it just does a better job. This is, doesn't look like it's going to do this. But that party scene where she bonks her head looks yeah. a lot, like just shot-wise, color-wise, looks a lot like the drug <sighs> trip scene in Girl's Trip. Yeah, it was, that's a strange scene, too, like that she gets her powers by being bonked with an inflatable cock yeah. and hits her head on the After table. she took peyote, cocaine, group jasmine tea. It's, yeah. It's a weird beat to repeat. Yes. It's a Valentine's movie. It's a romantic comedy. Do you think this movie is going to get the like dating audience and get some chuckles? Did you shit yourself? Do you remember that joke? <laughs> I do. I can't remember. Drank the tea. Did uh, you shit yourself? Oh, she shit herself. Did she shit? I didn't shit myself. A lot of poopy humor. Mm-hmm. There's also like a yeah. that cloud you walked into mm-hmm. was my fart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a movie baby podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't. It just doesn't look. It just doesn't look fun to me. It's not. It's not tickling that funny bone. Yeah. A lot of pop culture. References. We got Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was joke. funny. The kid with the panties on his head is funny. You like that one? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then there was the Get Out. I stopped. Uh, no, I don't care for that. Yeah. <laughs> so the Get Out joke was the white nerdy guy says, "I thought black people stopped drinking tea after Get Out." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't that doesn't seem like a that seems like a very perishable joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it was like when someone thought of that in the room, they were like, oh, and then when he said it, all it's the like, white people nah, in that room that, thought it was funny. It's yeah. Not that funny. Better in my head. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like we've hit everything with this trailer. Really we, deconstructed. This is not so what I want much. in a rom-com. I want whimsy and I want a little adventure and that's not there. Too high concept? Not high concept enough. Yeah, I don't know. I just, um... Because who is she falling in love with? Okay, I guess we didn't talk about that. We're, like, so deep in this conversation. Yeah, at the beginning of the Red Band trailer, she is trying to, like, mack on this, like, really buff dude in the elevator. And it's like, oh, he doesn't pay attention to me. Wonder yeah. what he's thinking. And then at the end of the trailer, she's fucking this dude from the pool hall yeah. whose thoughts are like, why is she looking so weird? And then she's like, oh, I'll do something different. And he's like, oh, it's even weirder. Like, yeah. she's definitely trying to, like... When have he, a relationship yeah. with men via work and have a relationship yeah. with men romantically. And that's kind of her thing. It's like, I just don't get dudes. And then Tracy Morgan's like, I don't trust women who don't get dudes. Like, I don't trust men who don't have eyebrows. Another great line. Some weird, some weird <laughs> jokes in this yeah. one. Just, did this trailer give you what, what I want? want? Did not. It did give me a notion that I love robots a lot. Mm. That's a bottom. Yeah, yeah. That's very romantic comedy yeah. of you. To have a love interest that's a robot. Yeah. Yeah. I support that. That's very 2019. You know what was a great movie with a similar premise? Look who's talking. Yeah. What if we got what babies want? What babies want? Titty milk. That's what babies want. Titty. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of boob jokes. Yeah. John Travolta's like chastising the baby for looking at the boobs and then and he's like, what do you see? And he's like, lunch. Speaking <laughs> of problematic movies. Yeah. I, I'm afraid to revisit all of my favorite movies now just because I bet you they are very problematic and have weird boob jokes. Yeah. Well, I think it'd be important to do it and then go back and be like all the jokes that you technically find like that need to be re-sanitized. Yeah. How many of them you still laugh at? Yeah. Because there's probably a huge quotient that you're like, yeah, problematic, still hilarious. Yeah. 
That'd be a that'd be a good podcast. Paul, maybe for your next, let's what? start over revisiting old classic films <laughs> yeah. and seeing how they stand up to today's standards. Yeah. That's a and, good tie-in, a uh, promotional tie-in you did there. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. That. Maybe you could even have a couple guests. What? Mm-hmm. No way. Come on that episode. Maybe some like experts about how no trailers should be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to rate this. I love robots. Yeah. Because it's bad. Yeah. I could almost give it in space with zombies. Yeah. I feel like maybe with some improvements, it could be a watchable kind of like harmless film. But I think this conversation, kind of what we've seen in the trailer and kind of the past of Hollywood trying to do movies like this, when it appeals to certain people. Mm-hmm that they don't know how to handle it. They're clumsy. Much like yeah. this explanation. <laughs> <laughs> I love robots. I would watch that Liam Neeson movie, even knowing that it's probably gonna be terrible. I just, I don't, I just would not watch this. What if you combine them? Watch Liam together. Neeson is a snow plow yeah, revenge artist. Living in a <laughs> misogynistic who, Falls in love with a woman who can read his sadomasochistic mind. Yeah. And she loves him for it. Mm-hmm. And he's going to help her kill all the people who are f- in front of her in line for getting partner at the NFL Management Corporation. And it's called Pursuit of What Women Want Men to Do to Kill Their Bosses. Back in the what? habit. <laughs> what do the movie babies want? Not this movie. <laughs> Not this. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys want it? No. no. We don't want it. No. I didn't even have to read your minds. No. And that was what men want. Wow. How do you guys usually end this thing? Just like that. That's yep. it? Yeah. A real profound <laughs> final thought like that. It's kind of like a Jerry Springer kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. We tie the room together. Great. We tie up our thoughts and we organize them into a we nice just bow. We just fucking end it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I smell toast. Am I having a stroke? Wait, I have toast in my pocket. Whew. And that's the episode. <laughs> well, Paul, Devin, Sean. Yeah. I I feel closer to both of you right oh. now. Me too. On this special Valentine's edition of the movie babies are you guys doing anything fun for valentine's day probably not watching these movies yeah i mean i'll go to whichever one they'll let me bring my real sex doll into the theater with sure oh probably the lego movie too which is also releasing on the same day nice paul if you because this is your profession to uh watch a movie and then make a date out of it could you very very quickly give me a cold pursuit yeah oh yeah themed date all right this is going to be like a direct action date. Okay. All right. Okay. So it's going to start with breakfast. Okay. Most We're, important meal of the day. Most important meal of the day. And you're both going to come. Yeah, we will. <laughs> That's not until the end of the date, no. Devin. It's building. So you're both going to come prepared to, you're just going to, you're going to have breakfast and you're just going to hash out everything that's just fucked up and wrong with the world. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm saying probably like a two hour just fuming breakfast with black coffee you're bonding but really just bonding over just like how fucked up 
the world is in this town and everything you see wrong with it. And then you're just like, cool. Like, what else do we have going on today? Nothing. Let's go fucking do something about it. And then, like, the entire date, just a direct action. Like, we're going to turn shit around. Vigilante. You're writing wrongs. Yeah, totally. Vigilante Vigilante justice justice. State. Yeah. I like it. All right. Well done. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, you can catch more of Paul's nanigans at uh, the Let's Start Over podcast and its affiliated media outlets. Yeah, you guys do bi- bi-monthly releases? Is that what? Yeah, Movie Baby Mondays. Every other week, you can catch new movie babies. We are on Twitter, Facebook, wow. Instagram, Paul. Ooh. You heard of that one? That one's new to me. Oh, uh, can, I, can, I, can I promote one more thing? Mm-hmm. Wow, look at this guy. Give him a leg mm-hmm. and he takes the whole breast. <laughs> breast. All right. You can, uh, you can find me or sort of me on Instagram uh, called Borgen Does Science. Do you do a science um, Instagram? It's, uh, it's sort of. It's just, a, it's just a weird... Should I be worried what you're promoting right now? <laughs> no, no. It's just uh, it's, it's an Instagram for a character that uh, is here in America um, as a foreign exchange student, and he just posts about what he sees. What? Yeah. Okay, I'm, All right, we're signed up. I'm Instagramming it. Paul, thanks for having us. No, nope. <laughs> Paul, thanks. Thanks for making us have you. <laughs> thank, thank you for thanking. Yeah, thanks for that. Wow, this is just a heart-filled episode. You can catch all your movie. a lot movie of loves going around. <laughs> a lot of love going. You can get all your Movie Babies needs at our website, moviebabies.com. And Sean, yes. when you don't have time to watch a two-minute trailer, Coxman! <laughs> because that's the Movie Babies.